There was a, there was a, that's gone. Wow. Benton got a bunch of that one. That's over the bullpen. That's like that car. Where is your car parked out there, by the way? <laughs> close to that? It's close to that. He hit that ball a long he way. He bombed that one. That's the third home run today. I want to see some of the some of the analytics on this cat because Burke's numbers now 52 at bats into his even if you get beat, which obviously you don't want to leave. First pitch in the parking lot. I tried. I tried to get out of your way. I promise I tried. I knew it was going. Yo, what is up, everybody? It is time for the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I'm joined as always by my co hosts, my partners in crime, my brothers from other mothers, Jim Cross. But, Jim, it's me and you tonight because Randy's got the night off for riding solo, but that's not going to keep us from getting it on because we got a good one. We got episode four coming at you titled Making Adjustments because we're going to be talking to University of Tennessee baseball stars Zane Denton and Blake Burke. And, man, it's it's quite the season they got in front of them. You got Zane, who's transferring in from Alabama. You got Blake, who's continuing, you know, a magical career here at the University of Tennessee, man. And I'm ready to get into it. I don't want to waste any time, Jim. So help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview and podcasting this week. University of Tennessee baseball stars, Zane Denton and Blake Burke. All right, Zane, what up, my man? How we doing? We're good. Blake, we didn't forget about you, man. What's up, dude? Welcome back. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, man, guys, it's uh, it's been a wild ride um, since the last time we talked to you. And, you know, we're going to get into all that. And, you know, there's a big season that is 20, what, Jim, 25 days? 25 days. And it couldn't have felt better because Blake Burke wears number 25. There you go. 25 is Blake Burke days away from us getting some baseball. And it's, it's going to be one hell of a season we say that every year but it just seems to like the layers and just the complexities of this season keep building onto each other so this is probably the most jacked up we've been about a season uh thus far but but anyhow let's let's get into this let's have a little fun before we talk baseball i i want to start guys you know obviously we're outside of the baseball and outside of the sports realm. We're, we're big music and movie guys. So I got to ask the both of you, and I'll start with you first, Blake. What's your favorite musician or band right now? Who are you rocking? If you got in, if I got into the car and we we're going to just roll throughout the neighborhood, downtown Knoxville, wherever you guys are rolling to, what, what are we playing? Uh, I got one for every genre that I listen to. I got Future. For rap, and then Journey for uh, rock, or uh, yeah, rock, I guess. Um, and then Morgan Wallen for country. All right, uh, uh, we're we're gonna address Morgan Wallen in a second, but Zane, what about you? If I, I hopped in your ride and we started cruising the streets of Knoxville, what are we listening to? So it'd probably be either rap or country, and for rap, probably go Little Baby get myself hyped, get ready for the season. 
but Maybe. I like Cody Johnson, but Morgan Wallen can't go wrong with him either. Well, the problem is everyone says Morgan Wallen, but you know what? At least Blake led off with Future and Journey instead of just going straight to Morgan Wallen. Yeah. yeah. So it it's wild to me that all right, we go from like and and I'm I'm not bashing anything or, or at all. Like as a matter of fact, I'm big into all genres of music. I just can't get into country. I just don't know what it is. I try because every guest that we've had on this season and even in, in, in back seasons, and we've been doing this, this is season seven and it's always Morgan wall. It's always something country. What Blake, what is the infatuation with this Morgan Wallen guy? I just, I, I don't get it. Help me understand. See, I had a feeling there was no answer to it. That That's what it well, is. You know. <laughs> Zane, Zane, that's what it is, man. Like I, I throw just a general question. What is it about Morgan Wallen? And I, I still can't get but, an answer. But I can tell what he was actually going to say. And now that I think he's fixed, I think he was going to say that that's, that's why country came last. Well, yeah, exactly. All right, there we go. We're good now. I, I said, I just had to say the three genres. I'm, I'm more of a rap. I rarely listen to country, but, um, if I do listen to country, it's probably Morgan Wallen. I don't know why. I mean, do you think a guy that I mean, I don't. I wasn't a big fan until I came out here and then started listening to him and everybody plays him. So I mean, I guess it just started to latch on to me. I guess. Daniel, you think a guy that swings a bat like that is just listening to country music? You know, he's rocking something better than that. Come on now. I I hope so. When I was looking at these clips and the these missiles that leave the ballpark and like less than a second i'm like that dude don't listen to morgan wall no way that guy's getting hyped so but you know zane i'll go to you man obviously you know little baby to cody johnson uh there's a lot in between those two so what dictates what you're listening to I'd say my mood, either my mood or what I'm about to do. Because I feel like music kind of helps me get into like, it helps me get into a zone. So if I'm out to go play, probably get play something that gets me hype. If I'm just relaxing, play some country, chill out. All right. So if, if you was to chill out, Zane, and you were going to watch, just sit down and watch a movie. What is the one movie you're like, man, this is this is my my flick. I could watch this over and over again. 61 61 that's that's a tight movie man jim we've never we've never addressed that movie it didn't make the movie draft nobody I, drafted I, it i know we, we we haven't addressed it for whatever reason i think we're not giving it it's justice but blake what about you man if you're gonna sit down and watch watch a movie man and what's your go-to movie a movie that you could just watch you know start to finish over and over and over um, I'm a big war movie guy, so one of my favorite mer- movies is uh Fury. I like Fury. I like uh the Hurt Locker. Yeah, and Axel Ridge. Decent movies. That's a, that's no man. As a as a, as a vet, I, I'm I'm down for that. That's solid. You know, your boy uh Luke uh came on here, Blake, and said that the Deadpool was his movie, his go to. I mean, he's but but he justified it now. Luke justified it. He was like, it's got a little bit of everything for everyone, so you 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 can't go wrong. Whatever you want, you got a little bit of that in it. 
But guys, before yeah. before we get into baseball, we're gonna do a little warm up. We're gonna get into some sports, but obviously, you know, um, NFL playoffs going on. It's it's if you haven't heard, that's the NFC AFC championship game that's coming up the weekend. You got you know the the Bengals, the Joe Burrow Bengals, and they're they're gonna fight hard against the Patty Mahomes Chiefs. And then you got the Eagles. And you got the 49ers. It hurts me to say it, but the 49ers. So, Blake, I'll, I'll start with you, man. Of those four teams, who is winning the Super Bowl? In your eyes today, who's winning the Super Bowl? I'm a Raider fan, so I'm going to say the Chiefs lose to the Bengals because I hate, I'm not a Chiefs fan at all. And he's not wrong. And he's not wrong. So, we're going to go, we're going to go Bengals, Niners, Super Bowl. And then. This- I think Purdy does it. I think the Niners will win. Oh, you had me. You had to go there. Man, Joey B get it done. I mean, here here's what I'll say. I I think I, I would like to see Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and those guys. Um, I'd like to see them them win it all. But I think people are discounting Patty Mahomes going out there with a high ankle sprain. And like having this Disney movie moment where he just gets it done. Not one game, but two. But, but before we ask Zane to step in, Daniel, you say that, but Buffalo was supposed to have this whole big deal because of the Hamlin thing. And then Joey B walked into Buffalo and absolutely sure. daggered them. Yeah. I mean, right. <clears throat> but. Here's I have thing. a feeling Zane's not going to be pro LSU because he used to be an Alabama guy, and it's probably still got a little bit of that crimson in his blood. Well, well, let's let's see, let's see where he's leaning here, Zane. Of oh, those of the four teams, who's winning the Super Bowl? Who you got? I'm taking the Eagles. I got Jalen Hurts. All right, so that leads to a question, Daniel. I don't know if you've seen this debate. Is Jalen Hurts is he more Alabama or more Oklahoma? I think he's just he's just different. It's just Jalen Hurts. Dane, don't duck this question because you know why I'm asking you. You came from Alabama and now you're at Tennessee. So I ask again, is Jalen Hurts more Alabama or is he more Oklahoma? I say Bama. Wow. I'm always only claiming that because he's a successful quarterback now in the NFL. <laughs> See, if he wasn't successful, he wouldn't have claimed that. Joey, look, Joey Bosa. Bosa is going to turn the Eagles team and Jalen. Yeah, Jalen, I'm talking to you. He's going to turn him into his own Hurts locker. <laughs> and I, I meant to do that on purpose. That's a, that's a great joke. But but anyhow, well, it's a good segue. I, I disagree with both of your takes. I think the <laughs> Bengals win. I think the Niners will, will give the Bengals a game. But I think ultimately – they're not gonna have the 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 speed the the firepower that the Bengals have. So my 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 money's on the Bengals. Don't don't let him discredit you guys. He's not a professional NFL analyst, nor am I. So y'all keep y'all can keep your takes. But I will say this, Daniel. I am ten for ten in the playoff picks. Just want just want to throw that out there. Congratulations. Haha. <laughs> But let's get to Tennessee baseball, boys. Let's start with you, Zane. You know, we were just talking about the Alabama thing. Last time you came on the show, 
you remember of Alabama, I went and saw you in Starkville, man. Cool to cool to watch you get the dub that day, even though uh obviously have a lot of uh Mississippi State guests and friends. But you know, for you, what's the culture change been like coming from Alabama to Tennessee? Dude, honestly, it was a culture shock. Just the way the programs run, um, the people in this program I, is the reason I transferred in the first place. Just playing them last year, seeing how competitive they were, seeing how much better people got from the previous years. Just I could tell like the program itself was just different, and is really something I wanted to be a part of, and it's been everything I could ask for. Yeah, no doubt. And so for you, Blake, man. Thinking about guys like Zane and Maui, and you got these transfers coming in. Obviously, you got the freshmen coming in. Since the last time we talked to you, a whole lot of new guys getting acclimated. What's it been like for you? Um, you know, you're only a sophomore, but, you know, a veteran to this team having a bunch of new faces. Um, I mean, it's been kind of fun seeing everybody come in, all the transfers and stuff. I mean, Griffin, Zane, Maui, uh, all the Duco transfers, Lindsay, all of them. Um, it's been kind of fun to see them step in and kind of become leaders of their own. Is it making the younger guys? Yeah, is it making you know? Obviously, man, you get attached to to your teammates from last year, but it, does it make it a little bit easier having a bunch of cool ass dudes coming in and and replacing them and ma- making the sting go away a little bit? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, when when our coaches go out and recruit, they try to recruit based on personality too. I mean. If you don't fit in, like, in the locker room, you're not really going to fit in at all at our facility. So that's a, that's a big part of, of what they do is make sure they're getting good guys as well as good players. Yeah, so that means, Zane, you got to start learning the bat flip. You're going to have to learn a lot of a lot of different techniques. You know, hey, Tennessee is villains, bro. You got to jump on this train. But uh, y'all have the number two ranking, rightfully so, um, you know, a lot of question marks with with the guys transferring in and the holes being left, Zane. And for you, man, you're filling one of arguably the biggest shoes to fill. You know, um, in my eyes, I, I mean, as an LSU fan and Dylan Cruz fan, I thought honestly Trey Lipscomb was the SEC Player of the Year. And uh, with that, you got to fill his shoes. So, does that have added pressure, or does it feel like great opportunity to be able to come behind a guy like that? I wouldn't say it's added pressure because, I mean, I knew coming in here that there's going to be added pressure with just being a part of this program. So that's something you just got to be able to deal with as a baseball player. And my main focus is just keep getting better and the results on the field will take care of itself. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, people often forget, man, you know, you were on the preseason All-SEC, uh, first-team All-SEC list last year and just what you're bringing to this this Tennessee team. And so, obviously, man, um, I, I think you can fill that that spot, no problem, and be able to – it'd be like Trey never left. Um, you know, that's I'm not going to Trey. He's a two-time guest on the show. I'm just saying I believe in you to to do big things. And so, uh, man, ho- hopefully you are able to fill those shoes. Um, Blake, for you, man, probably – you know, I said it as we started this show – you go to Twitter, and I hope you stay off social media because I think athletes, even though I need y'all to, like, retweet our episodes, so back that up. But, you know, for all the banter that goes back and forth, but, man, like, you're the name that's thrown out there the most. Your clips are the ones go viral. I've seen your Kentucky clip again today. Like, people just don't get tired of sh- sharing your your home run videos. And so kind of the same question as Zane, Um, you know, except you're not filling shoes, but you're kind of – 
one of the guys now. You're you're the the guy they got labeled in their star power. Do you feel like that's added pressure, or do you feel like that's opportunity for you? Uh, no, I don't. I don't feel any added pressure. Um, if you remember last year, like the big the big talk and the big question mark about our team was can can the infield uh fill the shoes of the team before, and I mean I guess showing up to the field and seeing Trey, Cortland, and Jarrell and how they acted, how they approached every game, like that that kinda helps me for this year. And I mean, there's there's no reason to add any more pressure than I already than what I already have. So no. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. And and this is the last one I got for you. And I'll turn it over to Daniel. You know, do you feel like because y'all's pitching staff is just so filthy that the batting lineup, you know, is probably getting underappreciate underappreciated and overlooked just because y'all have such a good pitching staff? Uh, I mean, if we are getting overlooked, then it's it's well deserved. I mean, Dolly Burns beam is a pretty pretty deadly rotation, but I that was just last year. Who who knows it's what it's going to be this year? But I mean, that definitely takes pressure off of us, and I'm I'm hoping that we take pressure off of them also. Yeah, you you mentioned Blake the taking pressure off, but Zane, I'll. I'll start with you, man. Like it, it doesn't coming out of the gates. It doesn't get easy. Like you're not going into like a easy like tune up, warm up, get your feet wet, see what you got as a rotation. I mean, you guys are going to the MLB Desert Invitational in Arizona, where it it's like competition away from home, man. It, and that's outside of the SEC gauntlet that you guys got to play in conference. Um, looking at that, what are the benefits of, of starting off with such tough competition early in the season? That's one of the, I think that's one of the biggest things that that's going to help us this year, because even if we struggle at the beginning of the year, coming together as a team, that's going to pay off in the end, because really all that matters is whoever gets hot at the end, anything can happen. Absolutely. You've, you've seen it. Um, last season you've seen it other seasons where it's not necessarily the best team it's the team that starts playing the best at the end and the team that's really gets hot um but Blake you know speaking of 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 being on the road I mean obviously the the myth the saga the whatever the tall tale the fable whatever you want to call it about the fur coat um I just got to know, obviously, the start of a new season. It's been through a long journey. Has it been properly clean and sanitized? Is it ready to make this trip to Arizona? It has not been cleaned, and we do not plan on cleaning it anytime soon. <clears throat> wow. That's it's been, uh, it's been kept. It's in, been kept in great condition. It's still a little dirty. still smells uh, good. Your coach came on here and said it was not in good condition. He said that thing was disgusting. Well, it's probably I, because he only smelt it, but take take me behind the give give me an insider's look when the coat is in the off season. Where is it? Where, uh, where? It's in the locker room on the way to the showers. So it's, it's hanging up in one of those little towel racks, kind of. But it's sitting there right next to the daddy hat. I we we need to create a new uh, a new fable for this. Just something <laughs> like I, I picture you walking into like I don't know like the 
foyer or the opening of like the athletic center or whatever and there's national championship trophies for all sports a lot of like different accolades and 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 stuff and then boom there it is in a glass case for all to see the the, the fur coat um i feel like that's the due that it deserves and i feel like in my head that's the story that i want to believe when it's not on the field and not traveling it's well, in Daniel, the glass case. Well, Daniel, what's funny is, you know, I was talking about how, you know, no one comes harder than Vol Twitter. They're they're so deep and everything. And they were actually having this debate about who looked best in it. And I guess they hadn't seen that one picture of Blake that I happened to have. Um, I used it when we first advertised. And so they were saying it was it was Trey Lipscomb. And then I dropped that picture. And then everybody was like, that's my new profile pick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, all right, Blake rocks it the hardest. <laughs> So, Blake, being that you are in the running, and according to Jim and I, we believe that you rock it the hardest. Um, are you going to be the first one wearing it? If if not, that's fine. Who? But who do you think will be? Hopefully our leadoff hitter. <laughs> that's, that's a great answer. Um, man, I, hey, whether it's the leadoff hitter or it's you, I, I can guarantee you this. Somebody in game one is going to be wearing that jacket. I just, it's, it's not a prediction. It's not a spoiler. It's just fact. That's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. Um, but Zane, are you relieved or a little disappointed that you guys don't play Alabama this year? Obviously coming over, transferring over, there's probably a little bit of emotion about, you know, being a part of the Tennessee baseball team, but also, um, that you left a, a, another SEC program. So what what is it? Is there a relief or disappointment, or, or is there any feeling at all that you, you don't play them? I mean, there's definitely a little bit of both, but I, I still have a feeling that we'll see them down the road in the playoffs at some point. So I always keep that in the back of my mind. But they're going to be a really good team this year, so it, it should be fun. Yeah, I mean, speaking of good teams, LSU – Arkansas, SEC West, of those two series, um, and those are going to be big ones. Um, and it, and it, shit, it, it might determine, um, who the the champ is. It might even determine who the the really the the money is on. You know, moving forward or even moving to Omaha. But of those two series, which one are you looking forward to more? Is this one for me? Yeah. yeah, say Arkansas, because playing there my fresh or not freshman year, my sophomore year during the COVID season, it was only about fifty percent capacity, and it was still to this day one of the louder stadiums I've played at. So I think that's going to be a crazy weekend. Did you happen to play Zane? Did you happen to play at A and M? I did. Okay, so it seems to be unanimous on the show from just about every ad or every baseball player comes on here. They say that one is the one that gets the craziest. Would you agree with that? I don't know if about craziest, at least for the weekend I played at, but their stadium was one of like the nicest stadiums I've ever played at. Just the, the scenery and the field condition. It was amazing. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the guys come on here and just say that place is loud and it's like a cult and their chants and everything. They said it gets wild there. Uh, it's one of the only places I haven't been to, so I'm going to check it out. Yeah, you should. It's, it's beautiful. So, Blake, we we just mentioned A&M, um, but you guys host A&M. 
Vandy, Florida, Mississippi State, and Kentucky. Blake, now, which one of those series do you look forward to most, you know, knowing that they're coming to Knoxville? That's hard. Um, I mean, I can give a solid argument for each one. I mean, Vandy, just because they're, you know, in-state rivals, and that'll that'll be a good series. Uh, A&M, great team last year. I believe they won the West, right? Yes, correct. They won the West last year, and then – I mean, Florida's going to have a good team, and we went down there last year and swept them in their place, so you know they're going to be hungry. So I think all those series will be competitive. And, I mean, we went up to Kentucky last year, went went one and two. So, I mean, every single one will have. Yeah, that that one you got to have circled, right? Like Kentucky was yeah. the only team y'all let off the hook. So every every series will have its own own taste. But I, I think, think to his point, Daniel, I think Vandy and Florida, um, you know, Vandy, like he said, the uh the in-state rival and then Florida, obviously, you know, a top east competitor. I think both those teams after the way, it wasn't just, you know, the fact that they beat them, they swept them, worked them over. I think both those teams are probably gonna be coming into Knoxville hungry. I mean, I, I think, you know, for the most part, and and Zane, I'll I'll ask you this, man, but you know, obviously you're you're coming into to Tennessee. You gotta imagine, you know, that everyone now knows what Tennessee's about. It's not a fluke thing anymore. It's not luck. It is those guys are damn good. And I'm a I'm making the assumption that it's gotta be the game that most teams circle on their on their schedule. And you're gonna get everybody's best shot. I mean, being an Alabama guy you know the previous year moving forward wouldn't you wouldn't you think that that's that's got to be the case right oh yeah no doubt i remember being on the outside looking in last year there's definitely a target on tennessee's back but i mean i feel like everyone in this program knows that and that's why they push us so hard and the programs run the way it is and i think we're we'll be prepared all right so take me zane take me behind the velvet rope a little bit man Obviously, you guys are inner squads. You 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 face live arms, you know, probably, you know, pretty frequently of the arms, of the inner squads, of the live pitching that you faced from your staff. Who is the hardest for you to hit against? Well, there's a lot of them, but I'd say one of the new guys is Andrew Lindsay. He's disgusting. He's I, he's gonna be a big weapon for us this year. Good. I'm glad you didn't say Dolander. He don't need anything else to go to his head. So, yeah. So, Zane, let me let me flip it around a little bit. I mean, take yourself out of the equation here. Um, you you get to see everybody hit. You get to see what they're what they're going up against. Who are some hitters, or who is a hitter that surprised you, um, based on what you've seen so far this year? Obviously, Burke. A lot of guys here surprised me. I remember uh, when we were playing at playing Memphis and Jackson at a Double A AA park. There's a huge scoreboard, and we're taking BP. And Burke's just peppering the top of the scoreboard. It, he was hitting balls farther than I've ever seen, and I think I even told him I was like, "Dude, that's that's impressive." Well, what do you what do you do like when you see that? Do you does it amp you up, and you're like? Hell yeah, I'm gonna get out there and I'm gonna hit some missiles too. Or you just kind of sit back there, like 
just like respect, man. That's that's a sight. Yeah, no, I I just respect it. I know that's that's not my type of game. So, Blake, same questions to you, man. Inner squad, obviously, you you've seen pitchers, you know, now a high caliber, high level, you know, multiple years, but this year in particular, of your own staff, who's the hardest for you to hit? I mean, Dollander obviously is is probably the the obvious answer here, or or Burns, Dolly or Burns. I mean, it. What did yeah. what did they what did they pay you to come on here and say that? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want. I wanted to be different, but I mean, I I can't lie about. I mean, hey, it it's hard, man. They're nasty. It's really, yeah. It, it's you. You if if you said any number of arms people would go okay i can see that but they would always in the back of their head go what about burns what about dolly like what about those two guys like what are they chopped liver but no man like it's crazy like it, it really doesn't matter obviously you know you probably you know in the back of your head you like well i'd rather face this guy over him but the reality is is all of them have stuff that makes makes your job as a hitter difficult um, but it also makes your job that much better when you can succeed against them what, yeah. what's what's funny daniel is with Dollander, you know i told you i, I love i love the dude we message like daily and i can't post anything about lsu without a tennessee fan coming back with a picture of dolly against me and I was like, man, y'all gonna make me hate my own dude. Like, <laughs> like, like, I don't even look forward to that series as much as I should because there's so many Tennessee guys we like, but you know, he's the main guy that they keep sending me the picture. And it's like, I- I'm gonna need Cruz to just like go yard on him now because they just they keep taunting me with his picture. And I'm like, it's gotta stop. Yeah. Okay. So before we roll into this game, Blake, last question, man. Obviously. You're you're a big time power hitter, man. You're you're gonna have you're gonna put up numbers. You're gonna have a great season. But who is another hitter that should be on our radar this year? Um, I would say Zane, but he's already on your radar. I mean, everybody knows how what he's done in his four years at Bama or three years at Bama. Sorry. Um. I'll tell you what, I'll make it easy for you, Blake. Let me ask you about two guys, because one is one is from down the street from me. He played at DeSoto Central, and the other is an upcoming guest. So let me ask you about Kyle Booker and Christian Scott. Uh, those are my two guys that I was going to say. Look at that. Um, tell me about them. I mean, Booker had a really good freshman year. Um, last year, I mean, he didn't really get a lot of opportunities. and I'm, I mean, I, th- I think he'll – really take advantage of his opportunity this year. And, I mean, same thing with C. Scott. I mean, he's waited even longer, and he's been itching to play. So, I think he's going to he's gonna have a big year for us. What What does that say, you know, when you talk about Blake, when you talk about the, the coaching staff across the board, not even just Tony V, because everybody talks about um, Elander and Anderson, but there are so many guys, you know, I remember when we had Lipscomb on for the first time last year and, you know, he waited three years. There's so many guys on your team that have waited, you know, Booker obviously waiting behind that stacked outfield. They don't transfer out. 
you know, they stay and wait their time. They believe in everything that Tennessee baseball got. So, I mean, what does that say about not only just the culture of the guys, but also the coaching staff and, and why guys want to stick around and wait their turn? I think it's because they know they're not going to find a program anywhere else like like what we have. And, I mean, when you're around coaches like VE, Q, Q's great. Uh, I mean, you won't really get – the same the same feel uh the same coaching all that and i think when you you watch a guy like trey succeed it it, it makes you want to be him so i mean they they stay here they put their head down they work hard and i think that's that's huge because it also pushes guys that are ahead of them in the depth ahead of them in the depth chart so yeah I think, no doubt. I think that's a i think that's what makes our culture yeah, and I don't think y'all's culture is is going anywhere anytime soon. That's the thing. Um, you know, people talk about how programs, no matter what sport, um, they go up and down. But I just think what y'all have built, um, we've talked about it, you know, the guys that are drafted coming back there doing their offseason workout with you guys. Like, it's it's family. It's, you know, it's just such high-caliber guys. And and what, what like you said, you know, coaches going out there looking for certain character guys that so brings in a guy like Zane. And so like, I mean, y'all are going to continue to do that. And I just don't see Tennessee baseball going anywhere anytime soon. And so I look, I look forward to it. Like I tell, tell everybody I'm an LSU guy. I got my Tennessee in off the bench shirt, got my hat, you know, um, man, I love you guys. Like LSU will be the only time I, I root against you and I'll still even find it hard during that. And hopefully it's one of y'all, y'all two winning it all. Um, that's, that's one of the things that, that I like about Dolly when we talk about it, he goes, I can't see anybody other than us two winning at all. And of course, college baseball is college baseball. Y'all know how it is. Anybody can win and it's not necessarily the best team because everybody knows y'all were the best team last year. It didn't, it didn't happen. So we will see, but enough of that, man, let's play uh let's play the game. This or that y'all both played it before. You know how it works. I'll give you two options. It's one or the other. Can't say neither. Can't say both. We'll start with you, Zane. All right, I'm going to throw a little softball up there, a little food question. Fried chicken or barbecue? Fried chicken. Where do you go get your fried chicken from? Around here, we got canes. <clears throat> canes is fire. I love it. And we can use our, our dime dollars there, so. <laughs> it's a nice perk. What about you, Blake? Uh, depends on my mood, but fried chicken probably. Canes. They, if they're not official ambassadors already, Daniel, they will be after this episode. Hopefully, hopefully. I hope so. I've, I've never Sorry. even had it. I, y'all, everybody talks about this, this Canes place, and I. You've never I mean, had Canes before. Over half. Our, that's why I really believe that they might be. You know, about half our guests are raising Canes ambassadors, bro. Yeah, they don't have that in Florida. I don't know what to tell you. We'll work on it. We'll get that done too. We'll get you a location in Florida. We'll have Blake and Zane as the faces this year. We get it all done. Well, y'all, y'all need to go in there since y'all got so much pool and y'all can use y'all's dining dollars there. Oh, yeah. Here's here's some dining dollars to contribute to that Florida Canes fund. Appreciate it. Only only canes we got down here are the hurricanes, and <laughs> they're terrible. So, Daniel, this question has neither of them have had this question. Long time ago question, all the way back to season one, season two. I decided to bring it back. It's one of your favorite ones. So, Zane, I'll start with you. Would you rather call or text someone? Text. 
Unless it's about something serious, then call them. But usually I just text. You call, you call your mama at least, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Blake, what about you, man? Call or text? Uh, Text for sure. And see, I'm a text guy, but Daniel calls me, and he wants to talk to me. And I don't want to talk to him. I just want to text him what I got That's to say. Exactly. Because I, I can't I can't double task. Like, if I'm trying to do something, I can't, you know, call on and do something else at the same time. So I like to, I like to answer at my own pace. See, I'm I'm the opposite. Like, I I want to keep it moving. Like, if if we're gonna talk, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing my thing, and we're gonna be talking. Like, I can do it all. What I can't do is do my thing, do my work, and stop and text and read. And, and to be honest, it is like a full time job to keep up with text threads. Like, I just can't do it. I try. I just <laughs> I, I, I'm I ask. I'm the guy that's like at the end of the day. Can somebody just give me like the the Cliff Notes version of the text thread for today? That's what I was gonna say. Whether it's our podcast thread, whether it's our fantasy football thread, any of them, he's he won't say anything, and then he'll just come through at the end and say, "Can somebody give me an update?" Because I've missed like all 100 messages. So, <laughs> um, it's because of uh, it's because of old Dollander that I'm asking this next question. I know my man's playing Call of Duty if he's not playing baseball. So I start with you, Zane. Are you a PlayStation or Xbox guy? PlayStation. What about you, Blake? PlayStation. It's the only answer. The problem is I have an Xbox. <laughs> but I love going to other people's houses and playing their PlayStation <laughs> because I have an Xbox. Unfortunately, um, at the time in which uh, we got it, uh, we, we got one used. It was cheap. We were kind of broke at the time. If I'd have had the money, I'd have went and got the new PlayStation. Daniel, you got a game system? I don't even know if you got one. I do. I got PlayStation. I got Xbox. I got Switch. Oh, you got all of them. Okay. I don't use them. That's the sad reality. I don't even play them. <laughs> all right. So Zane, man, this has been one of our new ones. It's been a it's been a fun one for for the guests of season seven. Would you rather be attacked by a tiger or a grizzly bear? Probably a grizzly bear. I feel like right. I thought that'd be quicker. Look, <laughs> you want the end of your life will be quicker. Yeah. I feel like the tiger. Oh, Jim, that wouldn't be fun. I've. We we've been give we've been given this question out for season seven and I have thought about this question weeks and weeks and I've crafted a really good answer. Well, hold on, you gotta let Blake. Don't. Well, I, I I'm gonna let Blake, Blake, but I I'm just letting them know like there is a right or wrong answer to this. I, if if Blake says grizzly bear, I actually th- Blake's a big dude. I think it'd be a hell of a battle. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was thinking hard about this one. I think this is the right answer here. If you, I mean, if you you die, I mean, you're gonna die either way, right? You're, so, what's a cooler way to die if you get eight? If you're fighting a, a tiger, no, like fighting a bear is all right, but I think it'd be cooler to you know to fight a tiger. You know, right, so Daniel, give us that knowledge. Look, look, let me. It's it's very simple. Look. I'm not going to be afraid of somebody that for 25% of the year, they ain't doing shit. All right. Grizzly bear hibernating in the winter, 25% of the year, that dude ain't doing jack. He's just sitting around like a little punk. Tigers, on the other hand, are out there grinding all night, all night, gentlemen. We're talking about someone who hunts at night. I don't know about y'all, but I bet y'all can't hit no baseballs in the dark. 
<laughs> so I know y'all ain't going to be able to fight no tiger in the dark. At least in the daytime with a bear, you might have a shot. So that that's where I stand on this. Tiger is this This question, though, Dan, terrifying. It's, it's like the, and I think Zane got this question. I think we retired it by the time we got around to Blake. But, Zane, did you get the, uh, the five years in jail or ten years in coma question? I don't think so. I got yeah. that. I got that. Oh, you got that. Okay. Yeah. Cause we try to rotate them around. And it's basically the same kind of question. They both suck. You just got to choose which one you want. Nobody wants to go to, to jail and nobody wants to be in a coma. Well, since you didn't get that one, Zane, I'm curious. Would you rather spend five years in prison or 10 years in a coma? Right. 10 years in a coma. Thank Smart you. <laughs> Thank answer. you. All right. So sticking with you, Zane, <clears throat> superstition or no superstition? Superstition. Blake. I've veered off from superstition. All right. Cause no, I, I, go ahead. There's there's certain things like splitting a pole, you're not allowed to do that. Um obviously stepping on the line. I actually I've I've started to like step on the line a little bit. I know that's kind of frowned upon, but so I, I, do that. So I think my only thing is probably splitting a pole. And I've never had me, that as a superstition ooh. until I got to Tennessee. Let me let me guess. Notre Dame game three, you stepped on the line, didn't you? No, no. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, well, well okay. it's funny. The Notre the Notre Dame is is in theory kind of why I'm asking this question. Um, since '99, the '99 curse in baseball, the number one team has not won at all. Y'all were clear cut the best team, Blake. We've had literally Ole Miss guests come on here and say you're the best team. We had Jack Grant again from Notre Dame say y'all were the better team. He said. They were just a better team that weekend. So the number one curse, in my opinion, is absolutely real because the year before, Arkansas was the best team. So I say this to you, and I start with you, Zane. Would you rather finish the season at number one or number two? Number one. Mm, Bold. Blake, same thing? Yeah. All right. Well, LSU will gladly take number two, and we'll we'll host we'll hoist that trophy. I mean, why, why would – why would you shoot for number two though? Like, I'm telling you, I even had I had this talk with numerous players. I said, drop the final series of the uh, of the year if you're number one, man. Just go in number two. It'll be it'll be good to go. This this is how it's gonna go down, Zane and Blake. Tony V is gonna gather y'all and go. Look, boys, y'all done a hell of a job all season. We're sitting at number one right now, but guess what? Let's just go out and just let's get swept. You can play somewhat hard, but just play enough. Play just bad enough to lose so we can end up number two. How's that sound, boys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, that's what I, if I'm coaching, that's what I would do. I believe in the curse. Yeah. Uh, I'm superstitious. And so is what and I'm just, and I'm just, tell, I'm just telling you. Yeah. And I'm just telling you, Jim, there ain't no way in hell Tony V's telling these dudes to finish number two. Not Daniel, happening. Daniel, was the Madden curse real? No. You lied. You damn. It was. Lie. <laughs> see, it broke. I mean, Mahomes won the Super Bowl when he was look, there. Blake. And so you, Blake look, you don't so Blake even know if you're a superstition guy or not. So you're no, but you're he, hey, he actually he actually just proved his point though. He said Mahomes broke it. So Blake's point is they're going to be the one to break it. That's where he's going with this. All right, so Zane, man, let me ask you a question: No technology for a week, including your phone, or you can't shower for a week. What you doing? Right now, technology. Hmm. I, right, can, I can go some time without using my phone. 
That's a smart answer. Definitely phone or technology. It'd be tough, but it would be better than not showering. These, these guys said, I'm not trying to go out there and hit baseball and not let have me, to shower. But let me let me ask this, Zane. You, I'll ask you. You seem pretty pretty quick to answer the question, right? In order for you not to touch your phone or not use technology, would you have the self-discipline to leave it at, like by you, or would somebody have to just physically take it from you so that you don't use it? Someone would definitely have to take it because if it's buzzing and stuff, I'll probably I'll probably look. At it. I want to see I want to see Blake ignore Mama Burke on the phone. I don't believe it. Actually, happened last night when I was watching the game. Oh, he told her to kick yeah. rocks. I, you know, you know why I'm I'm surprised on that. He would do that because look, she's always lurking. If I make a Tennessee joke, Daniel on Twitter, she's the first one to do the eyeballs emoji and catch me. <laughs> I can't even get away with making anything. I made a joke that said I was canceling Blake and Zane because um, Tennessee uh, fans are harassing me, and there she was immediately. And I was like, man, she's always watching me. It's like in the woods. Because she ain't going to let nobody talk about her baby boy like that. <laughs> That's my favorite part is she calling baby boy. That's a grown-ass man. <laughs> but anyway, last question, guys. I quit bothering you. So, Zane, man, answer me honestly. Don't lie to me. Would you rather betray your best friend or be jailed for a crime you didn't commit? Be jailed. All right, Blake. Jail. Man, Daniel, I'm throwing your ass to the wolves, bro. I ain't going to jail. That's that's just <laughs> ludicrous. That's crazy. We've been best friends for we've been best friends for 26 years. And I would, man, I would stab that knife so hard in his back, it wouldn't even be funny. <laughs> Not even funny. No, guys, hey, it, it's been a blast. Glad you guys came back on. Obviously, there's there's a, a big season approaching, 25 days, um, you know, Blake Burke number days until we get rolling. Um, obviously, a, a lot to look forward to. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a grind, but it, it at the end of it, man, we hope to bring you guys back on and may maybe if the cards fall the right way, which they could easily do this, y'all might be hoisting the national championship. We'd love to bring you guys back on and let's talk about it. Sounds like a plan. Daniel, I don't think there's a Zoom call big enough with the amount of Tennessee guests that we've had to bring <laughs> them all back at once. I know that. We we would have to call it like the the Tennessee like block party or some kind of crazy <laughs> craziness i don't I don't know how it would roll it, it would be you know how i am when it comes to multiple guests like I, I i don't know i don't think i could do it it'd just be too much yeah you might have to roll solo on that one i'll just watch from the side i don't know i got you i'll roll with the whole with, no i think hey. randy the tennessee fan will probably want the solo job hey. probably but zane i'll start with you man before you get out of here anything you want to plug or promote Follow me on Instagram, Zane Denton. That's about it. That's right. Blake, anything you want to plug or promote? Um, I guess my Instagram too. Uh Blakeburg underscore. Y'all see y'all made it y'all made it easy on people to just go check you out on a random Tuesday, see you at study hall on a Thursday. 
see you out to brunch on no, Sunday. Man. They're on, raising canes. They ain't on, study, y'all. True. <laughs> on Instagram, check them out at Zane Denton or at Blake Burt. Or if you want to see what they got going on on the diamond, you want to catch them, see how to watch them, where they're going to be, how the season's progressing, going over to at Vol underscore baseball. Zane, Blake, it is a pleasure as always, man. We hope to have you on. We're going to talk big things the next time. It could be national championship. But, guys, thank you again. If there's anything we can do for you along the way, please reach out to us. Sounds good. Thank you. Absolutely. Yep. Thanks That's, for having us. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. That's Zane Denton and Blake Burke, everybody. If you like hearing their story or you just like hearing us average shows talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, feedback, likes, love, hearts, hugs, all that good stuff is always welcome. We'll see everybody on our next episode. We got episode five coming at you. We're going to be joined by the highly touted prospect and LSU star, Paul Skeens. This has been the In Off the Bench podcast. As always, remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We're out.